Hey, welcome back to the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show here on Jock. 98.7 ESPN Radio. Certainly glad you tuned in. And as always, the Missouri State Highway Patrol reminds us to take that three seconds and buckle up. It's three seconds that could save your life. Well, this is something I've worked on now for about five years. An opportunity here to uh, go back and, and kind of relive January the 18th of 1998 in the Tournament of Champions. And uh, Teddy Dupay and Scott Brakebill are alongside, along with head coach for the Bolivar Liberators, Darren Archer. And, and Teddy, first off, uh, hey, thanks for being part of the show today. Oh, sure thing. This is cool. I'm glad you guys uh, asked me to jump on. And uh, Scott Brakebill, you as well, and you are quarantined there well, in your pickup right now. <laughs> yep, this is, my, this is my home for a few weeks, I guess, working out of the truck. But thanks for having me on as well. It's mm-hmm. a, always, and, uh, always good to, to, to rehash some, some good memories. Yeah, Coach Archer uh, alongside here, and uh, we're, we're maintaining as much social distancing as we can. But, uh, Darren, thanks for coming by today. You bet. My pleasure. And, and, Teddy, we were talking a little bit off the air, but you know, going back to that to that winter of 1998, what, what are some things that – really stand out to you about the Tournament of Champions? Uh, really impressive, and, and like I said, this is cool to, to be talking to you guys so, so long later. Um, I remember, you know, it was just an unbelievable tournament. They treated us really well. We went to a lot of places to play that year. We were like a circus sideshow, and um, it's because we were fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, we were saying as kids, anytime you had a, a packed house, that was great. Anytime you had... Uh, baskets that weren't attached to the ceiling that was really great anytime you had seats with fans on all four sides now you really you really really thought it was playing big time basketball so it was a lot of fun uh the games were great high quality basketball knowledgeable fans um but as we were, we were talking about you know some of the things i most remember were the things that that didn't happen on the court and that's kind of the beauty of youth sports is uh you know you building friends, building relationships, learning the life skills that are going to last you forever. So great tournament, but a great experience overall. And Scott, uh, you would actually play in that facility later as a collegiate player, but going back to that uh, that year in 1998, what are some memories that stand out to you? Well, obviously living in this area, um, we, were, we were very familiar with the tournament champions. Uh, most of us got to go to it growing up, and uh, just to, to hear Balder's name be announced to play in that tournament, uh, it was a year-long, you know, uh, build-up and uh, anticipation to be able to step on that floor. We we had some uh, past experiences and, and success on that floor, getting to play the Blue and Gold tournament uh, every year, um, and previously winning it the year before. Uh, so we we had some success on that floor. So we were we were excited, and obviously to hear what names, uh, what teams from where across the country were going to come. And uh, even just for us to get to see and watch them play was was exciting. But to actually step on the court and uh, and get to compete and show show everybody um, you know our skill level versus theirs was uh, I mean it was it was amazing. And Coach Archer, you know that we were visiting. You've been here a little while, and uh, just talking about some of the things that stand out to you about that particular tournament champions. Well, just the the quality of tournament and the quality uh, teams that they bring into that tournament and uh, the first class job that they do in running the tournament and it's it's really neat to see how it's evolved over the years and uh, i think cbs sports broadcast uh, some of the games now and um, so it's it's uh, it was a big thing back then and it's it's grown even bigger and better uh, currently 
So as a coach, you're coming in, you've got Teddy Dupay, the leading scorer in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing to prepare for uh, for Mr. Dupay? You don't. Um, <laughs> I've told our guys at the beginning of the tournament, and Scott may remember this, I said, uh, hey, this is probably the only time during the season we're going to play as underdogs, uh, so enjoy that moment. And I also said, let's, uh, let's do something to put our name in the record books. And little did I know that after that game, um, I think there were eight or nine records broken in that single game. And now when I told our guys that, I didn't want the versus Bolivar to be at the end of that record, but uh, quite a few of them were. But it was, a, it was an awfully fun night. As you look back, Teddy Dupay, on that night, you had 52 points, which is still – or 58 points, I'm sorry, which is still the, the tournament champion single game record as well as you had 38 points in the game against Hartville. So 129 points in the tournament, which is also still the, the, the tournament record. Uh, what uh, what about that night stands out? You had 13 threes, which is also a, ter- a single-game record. Well, what That had to be exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, if I remember, it didn't, wasn't the old record before that game. Did, didn't we both break it? Didn't Scott and I both break it that night? You did. Yes. Yeah, I <laughs> Pretty neat, I think. Yeah, I can remember you guys maybe meeting at half court, shaking hands, and I, I I was sitting next to a guy named Dwayne Banner, and I said, "There's there's a hundred points at mid court right there, just between the two of you." What was it like during the game? Did you have much interaction? Um, you know, yes and no. I I, I think we were kind of hard to explain. Scott will understand. You know, rarely. When you're a guy like us, do you really run into somebody who's willing to step up and fight back? Like everybody's motivated at the beginning, but then once you start doing what you're doing, it doesn't take an opponent very long to to realize they're overmatched. If that makes sense at all, you know, you you take somebody's will to fight. Um, and it, I mean, I can count them in my head. You know, how many times we've run into somebody who was equally as good on the other end. And, and gosh, one time I think of a guy, Mateen Cleves, when they beat us in a national championship game. You know, I knew he was good. I knew he was strong. Um, but then once we got out there and you really saw how people respond to him, how much command he had, how much respect he had from his coach, you knew you were in for a big fight. And um, he would tell you the same. You remember those those people who um, really earn your respect, you know, because of their quality. And I think that's something that sticks out in the game. The other thing uh, is that uh, – I. Man, the guys fouled me on every single shot. Refs, refs were not giving us the calls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Is does, does that the case, Scott, where you guys fouled them on every shot? Oh, absolutely. And luckily for me, uh, you know, we, we, like you asked about if we had any interactions on the court. Uh, luckily, I didn't have to guard him. I was a big guy. So we, I think we threw everybody else. Um, including the water boy out there trying to guard him, and, and we double teaming him. We still we still couldn't stop him. Uh, I think it was uh, I don't even know who it was, but I think we poked him in the eye once, and he still made it from half court. Uh, someone hit him in the stomach, and he still made it. It was I mean it was just it just con- continuously throughout the game. Once he once he started going, it was it was obvious that there wasn't much that was going to stop him. Scott, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> I finally gave up and tried to double team him and put Andy Ruth and Michael Katrash on him. And if you guys remember the old coaching boxes were right there where the at the at the end of the bench. And we were we Teddy, we were double teaming you. 
and you pulled up, I swear I could have reached out and touched you. You pulled up, one of my kids hit you in the stomach, the other one's poked you in the eye, and you still hit the three. And they both looked at me and I just shrugged my shoulders. I said, guys, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, well, I got to tell you, I still play every day. I'm still working, trying to get better. You know, got to improve my shot and my skills because the uh, the old body it slows down a little when you get old. <laughs> well, and, and Scott, and both a, a question for both of you. We'll start with Scott. Talk about you know some of the teammates that you had back then, and 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 their experience, and what it was like to be able to enjoy that atmosphere. Even though that was a fifth place game, uh, it was it was a tremendous atmosphere, but. That, that just the, the guys that you shared share that atmosphere with it was and, and really it, it, for us we were we were all kids that grew up together for the most part um, so we've been playing together uh, for years and to get to step onto the court and we, we knew it was is going to be you know uh, our last game at the tournament champions we wanted to uh, um, like coach said we wanted to put our stamp um, uh, at the tournament champions as a local team that, that, that stood up to this competition and, uh, and little did we know what we were actually getting into we knew that they were going to shoot the ball as quick as they could uh, so we said alright we're just going to fight back we're going to go right back at them and, and uh, no matter how many how, how many shots they made on the other end uh, we, we went just as fast pushing it back to the other end and and, um, and, and nobody backed down I mean from uh, Coach Minson Andy and Mike um, were you know, the younger starters on the team, and then um, uh, other seniors, uh, Jason Smith, who was an all-tournament uh, team selection that year as well. Who I think he had, he was just short of thirty points in that game, and, and, and people rarely mention his name, but he was he was he was on fire as well, uh, making plenty of shots. And then then uh, then of course my best friend since day one was John Hacker, and he was the guy who we kind of. Came out there and assigned him to Tony. I think off the start because he was a physical guard. He, he was he was big, strong, um, quick enough. Um, and I think Teddy got him in two quick fouls. If if I'm not um, correct, there, coach. But uh, we had that, that's when we had to kind of shift our game plan. But John got a couple fouls and, uh, and pushed some other guys over. And then it just we just continuously uh, kept moving across the board. But again, another step that I think that uh, people forget about that that game was I think that we're still holds the assist record in the uh, tournament champions. Is that is that right, guy? Yeah. Yes, that's, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So that uh, that's that says a lot to uh, to our team and, and how unselfish uh, these guys were and uh, and motivated and, and the way we moved the ball. Um, obviously, that ended up in my hands quite a bit. Um, I don't know either because I wasn't being guarded or you know, just the guys were knew that I was I was getting hot as well and you know, just fight back. But uh, um, yeah, it was. I mean. It's a memory that uh, that passes down to my kids now, and uh, I'm, I'm very proud to, and, and an honor to be uh, mentioned every year uh, when this tournament comes around. What is it, 22 years ago? And um, and I think um, when people ask me how many points I scored, I think it's up to like 80 now. Um, so by the time I'm 80 years old, I think I probably would have scored about 85, and Teddy probably would have scored 100 if memory serves me correctly. <laughs> well, Teddy, you. You had some standout members of your team. No West, who did not play in the Friday night game against Hartville, which put you to help put you in the fifth place game there. And then Ernest Grant, who was also on that team, but uh, it had to be an ex- a tremendous experience with them as well. 
Oh, yeah. We had a, a really cool group of guys. You know, it's funny. At our school, all four years, you know, my freshman year and sophomore year, we had eight Division One players um, on the squad. And then my junior and senior year, all the big guys were gone. And, you know, it was me, Ernest, and Noel primarily. Um, Noel, who was just incredible. He doesn't play on Friday night, seven-day of Venice. And um, that hurt us throughout the season. I think we lost five games. And I want to say five of them were on Friday nights. You know, so he's very important to our to our squad. Uh, Ernest, obviously, best athlete I've ever been around. No, nobody like him, and the best man. He, you know, when I went to Florida, I went 24 in high school. When I went to Florida, there was a guy with 24. So I was first going to try and talk him into giving it to me, but then I changed my mind and I wore number five all my times at Florida. And then even in the pros, I wore number five in honor of Ernest. That was his number. So, you know, he's my best friend. We were dorm mates in college, and. Very, very close. I talked to him yesterday. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, when you're playing, you know, it's cool about high school. You know, you're playing with friends, and then you're going to spend all that time off the court. All the things that make a team good, you you automatically do that when you're in high school. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, you know, and we, we as a team, we were ultra small. So we played, you know, try to play very aggressive in the passing lanes, really push up. We knew in a half-court setting, even if we stopped somebody, we weren't probably going to get the rebound anyway. So we – you know, just kind of calculated if we can go out, really pressure the ball, you know, see if we can get people dribbling up the sideline, get them in a speed dribble. If we could force turnovers, it was worth taking that risk because we could convert it on the other end in transition, you know, and so we'd give up buckets. But, um, you know, I think when you when a team was willing to pass the ball, you know, which a lot of young point guards are not, you know, we pressure them, they try and dribble through it like they have something to prove, and once we get them in a speed dribble, they're in big trouble. But, um, yeah, when a team's willing to move the ball, pass the ball, and be unselfish, it opens us up to, to giving up a lot of buckets, uh, especially around the hoop. So, you know, we were just looking for ways to win. That's a lot of fun, but we were small. We were real small. <laughs> 198 points scored, I believe, that, that night. So everybody got the ball up and down the floor, and like Coach Archer mentioned, that you know the nine or ten records, single game records broken in that game. Not to mention the the total points in the tournament, uh, which uh, Teddy set. But when you you leave there, you come out of that tournament of champions experience. Kind of give us an idea of what of what the rest of each of your seasons were like, and we'll we'll start with uh, with Scott. I'd like to not remember the, the end of your season. <laughs> I share that thought, Scott. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to talk about to this day, but we obviously we had a had an amazing year. We had an amazing career there um, in Bolivar, um, really leading up to to many more successes and, and great teams uh, after after our success. But um, yeah, we we obviously our only losses to. Uh, Throughout the season, we're during the, the tournament champions that year up until the very last game of the season, which uh, you know, most of us remember, uh, lost in the district championship uh, uh, to Nixa. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how it ended. It ended bittersweet, but uh, uh, you know, that's still it's still not easy to talk about 22 years later. But um, but it's uh, it's great to remember the great uh, great times that we did have and and the uh, the amazing team that, that really that was on the court from top to bottom. And Teddy, what was uh, what was your remaining season like? That whole year was really cool. Uh, like I said, we traveled a lot. We played in the KMOX uh, in St. Louis. Played in Springfield. We played in um, 
uh, City of Palms Classic in Fort Myers, obviously. We played in a Hooters event. We played uh, several just really big, big marquee events. So the whole year was really fun. Um, after that year, um, you know, I would go on later in that season to break the, the Florida, the all-time Florida scoring record, and uh, that record's still there, too. And so that was pretty neat. Um, you know, we went on throughout the season and made a great run deep into the playoffs all the way to the end. Uh, but then we ended up losing to Miami Senior High School, who uh, Frank Martin was the coach. He's coach of South Carolina now. They had Udonis Haslam, Wright, Silvan Robinson, Antonio Latimer, uh, Steve Blake. Basically had five NBA players in their starting lineup. And, but luckily, I got three of those guys to come with me to Florida uh, on our team that won, you know, SC championships and went to the Final Four and stuff like that. And uh, that's how we ended that season, number two. And the same thing we did a few years before against Vince Carter and the crew. You know, we were ranked sixth in the country with Austin State Championship to Daytona Beach Mainland. So, um, you know, then we finished second when I was in college. We lost in a national championship game to Michigan State. So, you know, if you listen to my dad, he'll tell you I'm the I'm the best loser in the country. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys have an opportunity, you know, after that historic night, you know, back in 98, did you ever – have another opportunity to meet or did you kind of follow each other's careers a little bit because I know Scott you had an opportunity to play in the Sweet 16 and and Teddy you were talking about about your postseason at the college level did you guys maybe pay attention a little bit absolutely yeah we uh I, I, I still recall to this day uh when we did meet that uh, after the game or during the uh, all-tournament team uh, uh, announcements you know Teddy was like hey I'll see you in the NCAA tournament because um, we, we, we kind of both knew at that time we, we both we both had an opportunity to be there uh, and we did you know little did we know you know a year later we were able to play in the big stage in, in Missouri State and get to get to the get to the tournament and, and play against Wisconsin Tennessee and then Duke in, in the Sweet 16 um, and then I think it was the year after the year um, beyond that is whenever Teddy would get to the championship game uh, at Florida yeah definitely uh, followed him uh, just as close as any other, you know, to players. That, that it's just kind of the thing that you do after you after you play against someone you know is gonna gonna uh, shine on the big stage. It's 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 neat to turn around and watch them and and uh, and, uh, and see how they do. And then and then again, 20 years later, um, I've got two boys that are asking me, hey, um, who'd you play against? You know, anybody in the NBA? And then you know, that list goes down. And, uh, Teddy's name's always on there as well because uh, that's all, that's a big name down here and across the country um, that, um, that people will, will always reflect back on, um, especially during these times when we don't have an NCAA tournament. Uh, it's a great time to, to reflect and, uh, and look back on those games and, and, uh, and, uh, and relive them. Teddy, same question there. Do you have an opportunity there maybe yep. to, to kind of follow along a little bit? I know you were, you were busy as well. Oh yeah, yeah. You you always follow the guys you play against, and like Scott said, you you, you know, you know, when, again, when you when you get good enough, and that's always the key. People ask me, what's the key to getting a scholarship? It's be good enough. You know, those guys get paid millions of dollars to find the best players. It's not about exposure and that kind of stuff. You know, if you're good enough, they're going to find you. But when you play against guys that that earn your respect, you know, you'll see them later. And um, you know, you always want the guys you play against to to do to do well. It's kind of like if you're rooting for XYZ team and they lose in the Sweet 16, you kind of want that team that beat you to go all the way. It makes you feel like you lost to a winner. You know, it gives it a little, you know, makes you feel better about yourself. And 
uh, then obviously we've been able to jump on the the calls here, you know, a handful of times over gosh, 20 years. <laughs> but yeah, during during the the, the, um, the Bass Pro out there, you know, we've had these calls, and, and you know, when you when you look back on it, um, it's a little easier to talk about yourself now that it was just so long ago. You know, when you're coming up, you always want to be humble and you want to deflect. But when you look back on on what we did, people are still talking about it. Those records are there, and at the end of the day, you know, you brought a lot of happiness and joy to people by playing the game of basketball and, and to have, you know, personal way out there talking to their kids about me way over here, down here is, is um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's pretty pretty flattering and, and, and pretty neat. It's really, really cool. Well, it's still the game that we've talked about around this area and the tournament champions more than, than any other. And Coach Archer, you know, Maybe the only time in, in in the history of basketball that a that a coach walks off to a standing ovation after giving up 103 points. <laughs> yes, yeah, that that was the most amazing thing. Was uh, there were two teams out there just battling everything they had, especially after two you know playing two previous nights and and uh, pretty contested games. Uh, but to walk off that floor after the game uh, to a standing ovation in a fifth place game. Uh, was pretty amazing, and, and Teddy, I've got I've got a question for you, just for the record, and for my own personal well-being. Didn't you score over sixty points like a week or two after you you uh, hit fifty-eight on us? Oh yeah, I hit. Uh, I mean, we all the time really. I, I had seventy in one of the playoff right. games. Right. <laughs> we uh, we had games. I remember the first game of the year. I had uh, the first seven plays of the second half. Seven for seven, seven threes, and I had 55 points with five minutes to go in a third quarter. And uh, coach pulled me out. He's like, "It's a long season." So, you know, he was not, you know, leave me in at all costs. I mean, I averaged 42 for the season, but there were a lot of games where I didn't play the fourth quarter, and we were beating teams bad, and he'd take me out. So, I mean, we, our offense was designed to, to let it let it fly. Yeah. And uh, you know, so you know, we put the time in, we put the work in, and I practiced as much or more as anybody possibly could there's only so much time in the day and i took a lot of pride in that but with that said i see a hundred percent of the coaches now even with people doing it in the league they, they really limit what kids can do and and our coach was pretty open to you know the best shot we could get is one that i took and that was a good offensive plan you know we slow it down and we start running plays double teams and triple teams actually become you know, a real deterrent to shoot. There's better shots, but in, if you're in transition most of the time, and even if two or three guys are guarding you and they're backing up, or you know they're forced to pick you up at half court, that gives me a lot more room to maneuver around them and get to my spots. So uh, you know, by by just playing the style of play that was that was beneficial for for us, and then two two years, three years later, you had a bit exchange student, a couple six eight guys, pretty good heady guards that couldn't shoot. And they still played fast. They still pushed the ball. But he was able to, to adjust his coaching style for, for the pieces that he had. And the pieces he had with me were to really let us just let us loose. And, and I really am thankful for that. I'm really, because I, I don't think I'm so small that had he not done that and, and been that humble and open as a coach, who knows if I would have got the looks. Because when, when you look at me, you wouldn't think, hey, let's give this guy a chance for at the next level. Um, he had to let me show my stuff, and, and so that that is something that I do not overlook, and I didn't then either, and it's it's really changed my life. 
So, Coach, what I what I take from that answer, just to clarify, is uh, we helped just uh, a, a hair over his average, so that's pretty good defense in that <laughs> After all these years, I can finally rest easy at night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, hey, let me ask you guys this. Do you have a uh, – I know this seems crazy. Is there a video of that game? There is, and I'm trying to track it down. Um, there's a couple players that I think may have it. Um, I'm still trying to get in contact with them, uh, and hopefully we can get that back out and, and get you a copy of it. That's how long ago it was. I got a lot of games like that. We played Compton Dominguez. They were number one at Tayshawn Prince, Tyson Chandler, Kenny Bruner, Jason Thomas. I want to say Trevor Ariza was young and on the bench, didn't, didn't play. Um, they were number one in America. We didn't. We played them. We lost by one point in the City of Palms, and Nobody has a darn game on film. That's how ancient stuff is. Crazy. I will do my best to track it down for you. Let's get that baby on YouTube. Let's get some views. You bet. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gentlemen, uh, I certainly appreciate you guys being, all of you, being generous with your time. This was, uh, you know, it's 25 minutes long, and I could have went two hours. But uh, it's... It's just it's fun to look back on, and, and I really appreciate you guys being being generous with your time and allowing me to kind of break into your your daily routine. Although people probably aren't doing much right now, but I appreciate it. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, guy, for putting this together. Hey, you bet, Coach Archer. Thanks as well. You bet. Thank you. You bet. We're going to step away, take a quick time out, and uh, we'll return after these messages from ESPN Radio. <laughs> 